Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. But uh, the uh, big story that we're talking about on CHML News this morning, Hamilton Police have uh, told us that they will have an update for us on the Angelo Musitano murder investigation at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, we've attempted to reach uh, Hamilton Police Service and get some information about this. And, of course, their, their lips are sealed, but uh, we're hoping for some information about this and news information. Uh, this, of course, uh, since Angelo Musitano was gunned down in the driveway, was watered down home uh, months ago now. And uh, for the longest time, it seemed as if there were no strong leads in this investigation. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see just what Hamilton police have come up with. Joining us to talk about this is uh, James Dubrow. James, of course, is an award-winning author, a uh, longtime crime writer and researcher uh, of a number of uh, great books and, of course, uh, very heavily involved in the CBC uh, investigative report series some years ago about organized crime here in Ontario. And always a welcome guest on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. James, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Thanks for having me, Bill. Maybe let's set some context here, if we could. And and, and you and I have talked about this in the past, about the fascination that we all seem to have with organized crime, uh, not just here in the Hamilton area, but otherwise. And uh, and uh, almost a romance. I don't know if it's because of The Godfather and the Mario Puzo novel or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, that, and Goodfellas and all the other great yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, we love Joe Pesci. We love all to hear about right. this stuff. Uh, but as, as as you and others have written about over the time, maybe there's a certain romantic element to this, and uh, and but th- there's a dark side to organized crime that we need to be uh, cognizant of when we have these discussions. The dark side is the very essence of it. Frequently, I mean, they, it's a dog eat dog world, and if you if you make a mistake or you're not uh, doing things right, you're killed. I mean, that's that's the way life is in, in the mob. Well, and we saw that with, uh, you know, the, the, we all loved uh, James Gandolfini. We loved those sorts of shows. But uh, that, I think, was a stark reminder of what this was really like, that this is a gritty life. It's uh, it's not a glamorous life like it was portrayed in some movies, uh, you know, with uh, with hitmen that travel around and make big bucks doing these sorts of things. Oftentimes, this is... Uh, this is uh, dealing with, uh, well, a, a pretty dark element of our com- community and our society. Yes, and, and of course, the, the, sad, the sadder part, if you want to call it sad, is that, in this case, Angela Musitano, I mean, he grew up in that family. His father was a, was a Don in Hamilton and quite a well-established Don. He grew up in, in organized crime. And in fact, he involved in his, one of his first murders we know about when he was a teenager, you know. Uh, and uh, he went to jail for his role in the... The Paleo Barrelero, the Barrelero murder. So, in a way, he was sort of, you know, indoctrinated into it, much like the child soldiers in uh, in uh, Afghanistan, you know, Omar Khadr or whatever. You know, I mean, what what element of choice went in there is unclear. You know, there's an interesting sidebar to this, uh, and and we always need to be cognizant of this here in Hamilton, is that as we talk about the Musitano family. Uh, I, I have to tell you, in the interest of full disclosure, I know uh, many of the people in that family. Uh, you know, we, we don't socialize, but I mean, I know them. I know right. to say hi to them, as, as do many other people in this community. Sure. I mean, they're interwoven into the fabric of this community. And, and I know I don't think I ever met Angelo. I probably did at one time or another, but I, I've met his brother, uh, cousins, uh, uncles, right. and things of this nature. They're nice. No, I've, I've met them. It's a small town, Hamilton, in many ways, isn't it? <laughs> and, and you know, James, when you talk to the folks that know them, or the, that are their neighbors, or their frequent the businesses that they ran to say, hey, these are great people. They're nice folks. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, Angela did try to change his life, like his Uncle Tony. Uh, allegedly, he, he tried to reform himself 
in the last six months or years life in fact he was writing some memoir for his church group about his life in crime but i don't know and, and can you redeem yourself after you've done a lot of awful things even as a teenager it's it's very hard you know to say whether you can redeem yourself because you still have the baggage of what you've done well let me ask you about that okay uh, in in maybe in, in a, a, a hypothetical situation, somebody commits a crime, even at, at a young age like Angelo did, right. uh, and they do their time. Uh, you know, they're, they're sentenced, they do their time. We as a society like to hold on to the tenet that, well, okay, they've made mistakes, but you know, society has, has dealt out their punishment. It's time to turn the page and give them an opportunity, a second chance. Right. Uh, does that mindset hold true with the organized crime? It can. I mean, it's very rare that that a professional organized criminal is going to change, because, uh, be rehabilitated because of jail, because they're already familiar with all the... Uh, you know, it's part of the turf going to jail, but that it has happened, and this is what is alleged to some degree in this case, not so much the jail, but that he did want to turn his life around. But can you? I mean, that's the thing. If you've been a biker and a killer or a mafia guy and a killer and involved in a, you know, in very nasty crimes, there's obviously the element of vengeance that's going to follow you in any new life, uh, even if you were in that new life. So, And uh, you still have to live by what you did. And therein lies the situation. I mean, we're speculating at this stage until we actually hear what Hamilton police have to say later on this morning, James. But yeah, that's interesting though, because you know, it was it eight nine months ago, eight, eight months ago that, that that the killing right in front of his house, uh, in his truck uh, or car in the front of the uh, house uh, in broad daylight, he was killed. They they the, the vehicle was was um, was was got, was discovered. And they have even an image of the uh, of the killer. This is a hitman, obviously. And yet, eight months later, they haven't charged him. Maybe they're very close to charging someone, or maybe they are going to charge someone today. It, what about a statute of limitations? Uh, no, there's none. <laughs> not, not, in, not in organized crime? Not in murder. Oh, statute of limitations in organized crime. Well, probably less so than in the real world. Now, there's no statute of limitations on murder, and there's no statute of limitations on revenge. You know, revenge is a, a dish best served cold, they say. And that certainly holds true in, in the mob and organized crime. And, and, and I'm not trying to suggest the, the Godfather as, as the you know the, the the standard that we set here, but obviously I think everybody's seen one of those movies at one time. I'm yes. I'm a big fan of them. I love, love the movies. Uh, but as, as you recall in, in Godfather Two, the uh, the people that, that you know, killed Michael Corleone's uh, wife over in Sicily, it was what 20, 25 years That's later right. that, that he finally exacted that, his revenge. That happens. That happened here in Toronto with uh, with one of the Camisos, he, uh, Rima Camisi. He went back years later in in revenge something that happened to his father and had a, had a someone killed yeah that's that's very typical of a certain and we've seen that with the Montreal mob oftentimes too the, with the Rizzuto family yes yes you can uh, we're not always certain that that is the 20 or 30 years later is revenge for that act but it, often that happens uh, people don't forget and uh, you know it's never too late to to revenge yourself on someone it's a theme of a lot of thrillers <laughs> Uh, quite apart from the mob, so yeah. But with with the uh, the, the murder of Angelo Musitano in his driveway of his home, yeah. and and we know the story, of course, subsequently that there were some incidents at uh, at his brother's house, Pat Musitano's house, over right. in the East End on St. Clair Avenue. What's what's going on right now, James? What's what's happening within the the organized crime community when when stuff like this is, is well, happening? Pat Musitano is much more obvious target. Angelo is basically a. Uh, a soldier, uh, not a, not the leader of the family. Pat has been the leader of the family ever since Dominic Musitano died, his, his father. 
and uh, a kind of clueless leader, but uh, uh, he was an, uh, convicted of arson and murder and various other things. But nonetheless, the leader, I've met him, and he told me I should be sleeping with the fish. I actually told my colleague that. At any rate, he's certainly straightforward, but there are a lot of people that don't like Pat Musitano. He arranged uh, the killings of two mob bosses in, in the 90s. He wanted to have others killed. Angela followed along with him, so that's why he's part of the package. But I know I've talked to a lot of people in the underworld and, and near the underworld in Hamilton. As you say, everyone knows somebody in the underworld in Hamilton. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people say, why is Pat Musitano still alive? You know, before Angela was killed, his his, uh, his car was blown up. And after Angela was killed just a few months ago, his house was attacked, firebombed, I believe, or shot up. Do you remember that? Not yeah, so yeah bullets through the, the he, window, I believe, yeah. And the, the word on the street is that you know, he wasn't going to make it through, I think it was actually in July or August, anyway, that he wasn't going to make it through the year, and here it is, 2018, and he's still around. Now, he refused police protection, even though he knows he's a marked man. Why is he a marked man? <laughs> That's a tricky question. He It could be revenge for many uh, murders and, and acts he did in his life. Uh, it could be to just get rid of him as the last sort of mob boss, mafia boss, or obvious mafia boss. There are other mafia bosses, but they're quiet in Hamilton and in Toronto, very quiet. They're more indrangata types, you know, that run the little cells and run their drugs and don't have a huge presence on the street. Remember Pat Mustano and his father, Dominic, and Angela had a huge street presence. That's where I met him, in the street. I was filming something for City TV, and he came to us on the street with two of his goons. Uh, so they're very, they were very conspicuous, right? I mean, they did arsons, they did extortions. Um, they were into obvious crimes. The real Andrangheta Mafia people do quietly do their work. You know, they they bring in drugs and make millions in drugs, uh, whether it's fentanyl or, or uh, heroin or whatever. They, they they make their money and that's it. They don't want to be have a street presence. They don't want to be known necessarily on the street. They, in fact, may have covered jobs, and many of them do in legitimate businesses, and many of them are respected people. I'll let you think about that for a while <laughs> in the community. You use, use that term loosely, I guess. Who's, yeah. who's calling the shots now, James? I mean, you know, we used to hear about the families and about the Dons, and, and there's so many, the, the Magadinos right. in Buffalo and, and, and you know, the yeah. New York influence here in Hamilton and the Montreal influence, et cetera. Is it as strong as it used to be, and, and, and who's at the, at the top of that power structure? Well, that's a good question, very good question. Of course, you know, it's not the mafia. There are many mafias. There are many uh, Andrangheta uh, cells. There are many uh, even Sicilian mafia cells. There are many organized crime groups. There's biker groups, Hells Angels, blah, blah, blah. You know, many, many groups. So I would say for a long time there's no one in charge. Pat Mustano was never in charge. He thought he was. That's why he was killing people. And But he ended up in jail, and you now he ends up with a contract on him. That'll probably be executed at some point. Nobody's in charge. And, the, and even Johnny Papalia, when he was at the height, you know, in the 80s, 70s and 80s, he wasn't really in charge. There were four families, even in the Hamilton area. He, he was certainly never in charge of Toronto. Magadino was a factor, for sure. The Magadino family still is a factor, but not in charge. It's not that, uh, it's not that one kind of thing, you know. It's, it's, it's not that homogeneous. It's, it's, it's um, people work together. Are, are they work at odds, but they're not all one group. There isn't one Don, and there's never been one Don in charge of Hamilton, not in our lifetimes. 
except for Rocco Perry, maybe way back. I mean, even then he wasn't totally in charge, but he, in the twenties, he was certainly the predominant figure. But then he was killed or taken out. We never know, do we? Uh, he went for a walk one day to get rid of a headache and was never seen again. Never seen again, but he was taken out for sure, or he, or he left. But whatever happened, he was he he was disappeared. Um, but the point is that Rocco Perry was never totally in charge. He, there were ongoing bombings against his vehicles and houses and things in, in Hamilton and 38. And, and a great deal of controversy about how his wife died and who might have been involved Oh, well, that, in that was a murder. Yeah, his wife was definitely murdered, and, and that was a big one. That's still unsolved. 1930, she was shot to death in front of the in the in the, in the uh, garage yeah. garage of her of their beautiful home in, in Hamilton but you know she was definitely murdered and, and in one of my books I talk about the leading theory the RCMP had of a she had bought heroin drugs from a uh, family in in New York actually the guy who fixed the World Series uh, whose name is uh, Rothstein Arnold Rothstein yeah and then Rothstein was killed and they were trying to collect the money and she sort of laughed at them that the the, the the police had recruited her uh, one of her servants and said that these these guys came up from Rochester and she just laughed at them. What what money, you know? And and so the contract was done, and presumably Rocco agreed to it, even though he loved her. And that's the way of the mob, you know. You get rid of a problem. Of course, they didn't get the money that way either, so it's not really a very effective way of getting money back. When you're doing an investigation like this, James, into a, a, the murder of Angelo Musitano in his driveway and. Uh, how forthcoming are, are people with information? I mean, you mentioned it's been almost, what, nine months now, uh, and, and now they're holding a media conference, and hopefully there's going to be an update on this. But uh, are, is, is the, to use the phrase, omerta still uh, the, the, the way of, of doing things there? Nobody talks about anything? Well, I wouldn't say that. Uh, murder has been long gone for a long time as an absolute. I mean, remember uh, the Musitanos ordered the killing of Pepeo and Barilero and Kenny Murdoch, the hitman, uh, ratted them out eventually. It's a long, complicated series of events how it got there, but basically he ratted them out and went to jail, and he's now out. Uh, he served only seven years because he made a deal. Uh, there hasn't been stricter murder, but the problem here is you, you've... Uh, we're not sure there are too many witnesses. There are almost no witnesses, and there'll be word on the street, so the cops may be talking about what they heard from the underworld, which I'm sure is a lot. I'm sure there are a lot of theories, but they have to go in hard fact... I would think the most important thing for the police right now is forensic evidence, you know, things they got from the vehicle, uh, from the scene. And then after that, any information they got from people who have heard information from the, from the, uh, either the people who ordered the hit or the hitman himself. That's, they could piece together sometimes, which is what they did in the, the Paler and Barileros, where they pieced it together, got to Kenny Murdoch, and then they ultimately charged Patton, Angelo Musitano, for the murders of Barilero, not Papalia, but that's a long, complicated story. But they went to jail for it for quite a few years, 10 years. I, I'm just about out of time here. I, oh, every sorry. time I get you on here, I always have to ask, anything in the works here? Any projects on the go? Oh, I'm working on several things. I don't particularly want to talk about it now, but uh, they're not all organized crime, but uh, they're connected. Well, let's talk about that when you're ready to. It's always fascinating, and it's always a great read anytime you come out with anything. James, thank you, thank you again so much for the insight into this. I appreciate the time. The yeah, let's hope the police made progress in this. <laughs> well, we'll find out in a couple of hours, I guess. Thanks again, James. Bye. Bye. James Dubrow, of course, uh, award-winning uh, uh, author about a number of different books about organized crime here in southern Ontario. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.